Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. We've got another great show today. So in the first half, we're going to be talking with Corey Christie from uh, the Main Street Biloxi program. We'll talk to you, tell you more about him when we get him on. And in the second half, we're going to check in with John McFarlane from the Red Cross to get an update about uh, hurricane preparedness, how is the pandemic situation, what's the latest on the blood supply, how are they doing with the Easter tornadoes. Lots to talk about with John. So uh, without any further ado, let's bring Corey in uh, to the conversation. Corey, good morning. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. So you're the outreach coordinator for the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum. You actually spent a considerable amount of time at the Walter Anderson Museum. And uh, you've got an in- interesting story. I look forward to telling your story. But, you know, the thing that really caught my attention was uh, Julian Rankin, who's the executive director for the Walter Anderson Museum, uh, made us aware of the program that you've been working on now for a good long time, the murals in Guppor, I mean, excuse me, in Biloxi. We want to talk about the murals and what you're doing there your connection and understanding of the importance of art and culture in the community and all those things. So um, you're hitting on a bunch of different cylinders. You know, you're I, I, just in the, your volunteer work as president of Biloxi Main Street program. That's a big commitment by itself, isn't it? Yes, it is a lot of time, but, um, you know, I really enjoy it. And I want to do what I can personally to help Biloxi kind of see its potential. Um, I feel like it's already a great place, but we, we have a, a lot that we can do and improve on. So I'm here to help. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about the murals, and we'll show some pictures of the murals for the Facebook and YouTube audience. But while we're, uh, you know, while we're together, we've got a little bit of time. Let's talk real quick. Where did you grow up? I grew up mostly in Biloxi. Um, I was born at a marine base in North Carolina, uh, Camp Lejeune. But my mother was from DeLille, so we ended up back here when I was about four. And I spent my whole childhood here, basically. Um, went to Biloxi High. I grew up over here in Biloxi, so... Yeah, I was born in Alabama, and my dad was a traveling salesman, and we ended up here when I was four as well. And uh, so I consider myself a native man. I don't, I don't, all, I, all I remember is, you know, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Yeah, so, I've been here so uh, long. I'm basically a native Biloxi boy. So I saw you, you went to Illinois, and you also went to Southern Miss. Tell me about that. Yes, I went to Southern Miss uh, right after high school, Um, spent five years there, mostly because I was enjoying it and wasn't ready to leave. Uh, My last semester was filled with lots of fitness walking and and swimming classes. (laughs) And then I went to grad school at Southern Illinois University, which is just outside of St. Louis. So I actually lived in St. Louis while I was there Um, and really enjoyed it. Um, Worked for Guitar Center, um, ended up opening stores for them around the Midwest, um, and that took me to several places and, and kind of, I think, where I did most of my growing up, you know, doing that um, on a professional level and traveling around and seeing what the world's all about. Yeah, so you play bass guitar. Yes, I play bass guitar. Started that um, in college, so kind of late, really. But I've just always been a fan of the New Orleans-style music, really, and, and bass and drums have always been what, to me, the music is about. So I picked up bass guitar and, and ran with it and, of course, played with Blackwater Brass and some other funk bands along the way. Um, I've left that behind just because it's just so much. You know, they're growing and traveling and doing great things. 
but I've got a small little quartet we're calling the Karate Kids that that'll be here uh, making appearances soon. Well, that's awesome. New New Orleans. I spent some time in New Orleans, and that that music scene in New Orleans has really evolved <clears throat> over the past, you may say, ten years, even more so than it had up to that point. It's been amazing seeing all that take place. I'm sure you you've been over there to enjoy the incredible eclectic music that's available. Of course, the pandemic has changed that to some extent, but that obviously had an influence on you. Oh, yeah. Uh, growing up, uh, George Porter Jr., I think, was always my biggest influence. And um, quick little off-topic-ish story. Um, yeah. But years ago, when I was in grad school in St. Louis, I saw the North Mississippi All-Stars with the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. Um, and it was such a different sound with the horns and Luther Dickinson doing his thing. And they had this group called the um, Drum and Fife All-Stars from North Mississippi with them. Um, and that night, that sound kind of drove what eventually became Blackwater. You know, I, I chased that through my playing forever. And um, finally kind of found it when I was able to move back home and, and get with the guys in Blackwater. But uh, coming full circle, you know, at Whammo, we did the show with Luther every year. And, and I was always pushing for the special guests that I wanted. And he actually brought in uh, some of the 500 All-Stars and some Dirty Dozen players. And we got to play with them. Um, and yeah. That was kind of my, my swan song with the band. So it really worked out. And, and it was kind of a cool moment. I've had such a good time on this show connecting to a, such a wide variety of people. You know, it, it could, one day it could be a CEO, the next day a mayor, could be a nonprofit leader. But some of my fun, I, I said some of the funnest shows I've had are, are with artists and, uh, and people who have contributed to the music scene in Mississippi in significant ways. We, um, we really are lucky in, in uh, not just coastal Mississippi, but Mississippi to have the blues trail and have so many musical um, um, contributors to the history of music and the history of music in America that are from here. Um, you, you've really grown to understand that connection and how important it is, haven't you? Yeah, I've really been lucky to be exposed to it more than anything. Um, and really going away for so long made me more and more interested in what was going on on the coast and how we got here. And when I came back, I really wanted to be able to tell that story. Um, and through art, that's, you know, that's the way I understand to talk to people. So that's the way we're doing it. We have uh, so many incredible artists here. Some, some are extraordinarily well-known, some not so well-known, but the talent here is incredible. And, you know, there's, there are a lot of influences. The landscape, of course, is a, is a big part of what Coastal Mississippi has to offer. You know, you got to know the story of Walter Anderson so incredibly well. What I, what I like about, um, about that, once what, what you understand the, the significance of the George Orr Museum and the Walter Anderson Museum and the other artists that have, uh, have evolved here, you really begin to see how important it is to... Not just not just the the quality of life here, but the it, it actually is a magnet that brings others in here to really want to appreciate it. it. It's a pretty special contribution that they've made, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and art to me is the one thing that's always going to be unique. No matter where you go, the art's going to be based on what the artist is surrounded by. So if you go to cities like Asheville or Austin, um, Chattanooga is an up and coming place. The one thing that really sets them apart is the art and the artists that are there may be music. Um, I consider food really to be art. Um, so it's a way to show what your place is about. If you visit the coast now, 
and, and other cities are starting to really get on board with this. But you see the art um, on the walls, you, you go hear the music, and it gives you an understanding of where we come from and what we're about. And what, so let's talk about the mural program for a bit, and then we'll sh- shift gears uh, maybe in the second half and talk more about the Maritime and Seafood Industry Museum and the importance of that to the coast. But so let's just, so as it relates to the murals that are really starting to crack, uh, crop up all across Biloxi, I think you have 12 now, right? That's correct. We have 12 with several more in the works. Wow, that's incredible. And so the goal is to really sort of tell the, the story, the history of Biloxi through these murals. Tell me, tell me about this. Okay, so we started the program, I want to say four years ago almost. Um, so a lot of that front part was raising money, getting people on board, um, figuring out the politics of getting it done through the city. And then once we got one up, um, I found an artist that was willing to just do the work to do the work. I went and bought the paint myself, and it was all downhill from there. A bunch of people saw the artwork, um, were really into it. We started getting donations and um, some corporate funding, and we were on our way. Um, So the idea was to tell the story of Biloxi through history that might not be as obvious. So things like the Casquette Girls, who were, you know, one of the first people to get over here in the 1700s. The training that happened on Cat Island during World War II. And just things that aren't as obvious that are interesting about our city. Um, so we've been lucky to get artists on board, get business owners that were willing to put these things up. You know, because people want tend to want the, the shrimp boats and lighthouses, which we've done. But, you know, there's one up and then that's all there's going to be because that's an important part of history here in Biloxi, obviously, with the seafood. But we really want to expand and let people know how interesting the city is and, and all the things that have happened here. For our Facebook audience, we can, Cal, you, can you show a couple of those for us? Um, we'll flip some up. Which one? That's the the one you That's just mentioned. That's the Casquette right? Girls. Yes, that was T- the second one. Them. Tell me so about the Casquette Girls were orphans in France that came over, I think, looking for husbands. <laughs> but <laughs> they landed in New Orleans and ended up doing a lot of great things, like starting hospitals and libraries. And of course, they they made their way over here, like lots of New Orleanians did for various reasons at that time. Uh, but this was the early 1700s, um, so yeah. we all know Diaberville got here in 1699, and shortly after, the Casquette Girls came and, and started making their impact. Yeah, let's, let's show another one, Kyle. So, oh, there all we right. go. Oh, I see. I love this one. I yeah, love the, this the, one. the great colors, and that one is here at the Maritime Museum. Um, we just so happened to be doing an exhibit on the 50-year anniversary of Camille last year, and so it just worked out perfectly. Um, we got an artist, uh, Lucille, Lucille, it's Lucinda Elephant, did that one. Um, it was that ugly pump house, you know, we, we was a way to beautify that. And again, yeah. tell a story about something that was a huge impact on the coast. And for our radio audience, it's a picture of a hurricane, really beautiful, vibrant colors, the coast shall rise again. What a what a great, important message. Hey, listen, yeah, and that's we're at the end of this spot. segment. Oh. Right. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back on the other side of this and just continue the conversation about the mural and we'll talk about the Seafood Industry Museum as well. So this is uh, uh, Corey Christie and uh, we'll be back after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.